0: We recently received a card from a friend saying You are rejoicing in the Lord and the beauty of the earth To which we could say without any hesitation Yes we are And then this Please be assured you are never forgotten And much in our thoughts and prayers We were touched and I was gripped by the words, You are never forgotten. But the activities of the day crowded in on us, and it was not until the next day when I was reading my Bible that the words, You are never forgotten, flooded into my heart and mind, raising questions and provoking the recall of scriptures and hymns, including the one we've just sung. The first question was, what prompted the writer to say such a thing to us? You are never forgotten. Had I or had we given the impression that we felt forgotten? Though it's not a word I would have used of myself... The second question was not why was it prompted, but who prompted it? Surely it was from the Lord. Why? Did the writer feel forgotten? Were there some among us who were feeling forgotten? Is there anyone here tonight who feels forgotten? It can be an awful experience. Those of you who have been homesick, really homesick, know what a terrible experience that can be. Or if you have been seriously ill and you feel that you have been neglected, that can be an awful experience. But this being forgotten is far more than a senior moment, forgetting an appointment or someone's anniversary or birthday. As I began to think about this, the first scripture that came to mind was Isaiah 49 and verse 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget. I will not forget you. This is the eternal God speaking of and speaking to his people. I will not forget you. Provoked me to turn to the Bible and to see what it had to say about forgetting and being forgotten. I cheated a bit and went to a concordance as well. I found that there were some hundred references to forgetting and being forgotten. I read them all, but I'm not going to quote them all to you. And I found that very quickly there were six or seven subheadings. And then I talked briefly to friends about this whole matter of being forgotten and after our visit to them, they wrote to us. And they quoted from Isaiah, but not 49, but Isaiah 44. Remember these things, O Jacob. For you are my servant, O Israel. I will not forget you. And suddenly, it seemed to me that the things that concerned us could be put under three headings: those who forget God, those who think God has forgotten them, and those whom God has not forgotten. How do which group you feel you are in tonight? Which group you feel you're in tonight? Those who forget God? Surely not. Those who think God has forgotten them. Oh, come on, Neville, there's nobody here tonight who would forget God or who feels God has forgotten them. So move on to number three, and we're going to have a short sermon tonight. There's a problem. The Bible, which is written for our instruction, has a great deal to say about those who forget God. Moreover, some of us here lived for years without God. We might have remembered him or thought about him, funerals, weddings, Christmas, Easter Sundays, but most of the time he was not in our thoughts. How many of us here tonight can honestly hand on heart say there's never been a moment or an hour, or a day, or a week, when we forgot God. There are other reasons why we should pause and consider for a moment those who forget God. First of all, to remind us from what we have been saved And then secondly, to renew our praise and our thanksgiving. Thirdly, to realize afresh the destiny of those who forget God and how clearly and powerfully that was brought out to us this morning. Remember, as Pastor opened up Luke 16 and spoke to us about Lazarus, the beggar, and the rich man. And how the rich man ended in torment. Why? Because he'd forgotten God. And finally, to reinvigorate our prayers and our concern for those who forget God. There are warnings. Against forgetting God. And there are declarations concerning those who forget God. In Isaiah, in chapter 17, page 702, if you were anxious to follow it, but uh, there in Isaiah 17 and on uh, verse 10, this is what we read You were forgotten. God your savior. savior, you have not remembered the rock your fortress. Therefore, though you set out the finest plants and plant imported vines, though on the day you set them out you make them grow, on the morning when you plant them you bring them to bud, yet the harvest will be as nothing in the day of disease and incurable pain. or oh, the raging of many nations They rage like the raging sea, the uproar of the peoples. They roar like the roaring of great waters. Although the peoples roar like the roar of surging water, when he rebukes them, they flee far away, driven before the wind like chaff on the hills, like tumbleweed before a gale. In the evening, sudden terror. Before morning, they are gone. Because they had forgotten God. Jeremiah has a great deal to say, too, about the consequences of forgetting God in chapter 13. This is what we read. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to do evil. I will scatter you like chaff driven by the desert wind. This is your lot. The portion I have decreed for you declares the Lord because you have forgotten me. And in chapter 18... This is what the Lord says. Inquire among the nations who has ever heard anything like this? A most horrible thing has been done by virgin Israel. Does the snow of Lebanon ever vanish from its rocky slopes? Do its cool waters from distant sources ever cease to flow? Yet, my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless idols which make them stumble in their ways and in the ancient paths. Ezekiel, you've forgotten me, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will surely strike my hands together at the unjust gain you have made and at the blood you have shed in your midst. Will your courage endure or your hands be strong in the day I deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. Ezekiel says, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Since you have forgotten me and have thrust me behind your back, you must bear the consequences. And before we say, ah, well, that's all Old Testament, we should remember that the New Testament goes even further. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of the Spirit. Whoever believes in him, that is in the Lord Jesus, is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son stands condemned is true of those who do not believe however outwardly religious they may be so how much more those who forget God what about those who think God has forgotten them do you know anything about this Have you ever felt that God has forgotten you? The psalmist did often. Psalm 10, why, O Lord, do you stand afar off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? The psalmist goes on, he says, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, O Lord, lift up your hands, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long? Will my enemy triumph over me? And so the psalmist goes on and again, just two more in Psalm uh, 42. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Why have you forgotten me? And Psalm 77. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Some of you may know nothing at all about this. But some of you may have been where the psalmist has been. And some of you may yet be where the psalmist has been. Some of you may yet experience this awful feeling, this uncertainty. Has God forgotten me? I hope that if that ever becomes the case, you will remember that the word forgotten is found often in the scriptures. In the New Testament, in Hebrews 12, with reference to believers, but with the implication that the believers had experienced trials and caused some of them to wonder if God had forgotten them. If you ever find yourself wondering If God has forgotten, I would encourage you to remember Isaiah 49 and verse 15 and the verse in chapter 44. Those whom God has not forgotten. God said, I have made you, you are my servant. I will not forget you. I have swept away your offenses. I have redeemed you. And he goes on to speak of great joy in recalling and remembering what God has done and what God has said and what God has committed himself to. In Isaiah 49, the seemingly impossible, the unnatural, is revealed as possible. You may feel sick at the thought of a mother forgetting the child she bore, but it does happen. It does happen, tragically. But even though that happens occasionally, God says, I will not forget you. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. The psalmist said, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. In the New Testament, the Lord Jesus said, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Not one of them is forgotten by God. Jesus, after the resurrection, spoke to the disciples and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. God has said in Hebrews, quoting from Deuteronomy, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. In a moment we're going to sing a hymn that begins. Hark my soul, it is the Lord. Tis thy saviour, hear his word. Jesus speaks and speaks to you. Say, poor sinner, do you love me? Verse four, mine is an unchanging love, higher than the heights above, deeper than the depths beneath, free and faithful, strong as death. Do you know that? Do you know that God made you? and that in and through the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrificial death upon the cross, he has wept away your offenses. Do you know that he has redeemed you with the blood of his Son? If in the deep place of your being you cannot honestly say, yes, by the grace of God, I do know that, You still may. You still may. You may even hear tonight if you call upon him and tell him that you know that in the sight of a holy God you are a sinner without hope and that you're sorry for your sin and you want his forgiveness above everything else and you want him to come into your life and be your Lord and Saviour and friend, he will. And if you do know these things, and know something of spiritual warfare, and something of the power of the world, and of the devil, and the weakness of your own flesh, so that sometimes the devil would whisper in your ears, he's forgotten you. He's forgotten you. You can answer. Others may forget. And I, in my weaker moments, might forget him. But because I am putting all my trust and hope in Jesus Christ alone, God will never forget me. Those words on the card to us provoked me to turn to the Scriptures. And I read again those familiar words in Isaiah 49 and then in Isaiah 44. And the peace of God that passes all understanding floods the heart and the mind when you recall and hear and know that the ever-blessed and eternal God has said of all who come to him through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I will never forget you. I will never forget you. And as a minister of God's word and on the authority of God's word, In his name, I say to you tonight, please be assured that if you're a Christian, God will never forget you. Let's sing together. Hark, my soul, it is the Lord.